Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Remember how when you were a child, you would see somebody hit somebody with a steel chair? You'd be like, oh my gosh, that's the most devastating thing I've ever seen in my life. But if the bar used to be there in 2022 when it comes to professional wrestling, I can't even fit it in this frame. It's basically on the moon. Hello, my name is Cyber One Culture. Thank you for joining me as always, because it is Thursday morning. If you choose to watch this on Thursday morning, which you won't do, because it doesn't go live till Thursday afternoon. But I'm recording it Thursday. It's gone bad. It's gone bad. Happens every now and then. We do a lot of these videos. Let's all just calm down and take the temporary fist of power and give the good bits and up and the bad bits a down for the latest episode of AEW Dynamite. CM Punk was out to start this week's Dynamite, and I like this. It's become like a formula, and the crowd go crazy every single time. But he wanted a front row seat, because that's right, we were about to do Cash versus Dax. Ooh, Delali. And not only did they come out together in the sense that one came out of the good guy tunnel, the other one came out of the bad guy tunnel, even though they are both baby faces, this was just a massive tribute to Brett and Owen Hart, right down to the point that FTR were basically wearing Hart Foundation trunks. And now I want a pair of Hart Foundation trunks and I don't know where to go. To make it even more fun, if you basically go back in time and watch any Bret Hart versus Owen Hart match, you will sit there and go, because you will see that they borrowed a ton of spots from this. But it's exactly what they should have done, because don't forget they're competing to go into the Owen Hart tournament. My absolute favorite part, though, was that after all of this technical wrestling exchanges, where they're like, yeah, man, we're really good. They went to the top rope and they slammed out a superplex. Like, man... We are about to go off. Dax was then going for a dive, and I was like, dude, remember your no flip rule? And it didn't work, because then Cash was able to get back on top. And then when they got back in the squared circle, they were basically trying to give the other one a cross body, and it doesn't work, and they came clashing together. I felt like it was 1992 all over again. There was the reverse Hurricanranas, Liger Bombs, and Pile Drivers, when these two decided to go back to the cross body, including one off the top rope. But seriously, the joy of all of this is that you could feel the glee coming off of their chests, and it just came out of the screen and hit me in the chest. 
and as disgusting as that sounds, I thought it was a delight. They smashed into each other so hard at one point they both went tumbling to the outside and during that clash hurt his knees. I was like, oh no, not his poor leg joint. So this meant that all of a sudden Dax decided, well, I'm going to put him in the sharpshooter because that will definitely flub up his leg. But he second guessed himself because of course this man is his friend. This is when Cash was like, all right, well, I want to win. And he went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. But very sadly, he didn't see the reversal coming. Dax got it instead. One, two, three. And he is going through to the Owen Hart Cup. That was came out wrong. The Owen Hart Cup. But this is exactly the way you should have used this finish. Round of applause all round. This was tremendous. We then did get a graphic letting us know that at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, it is indeed going to be Hangman Adam Page defending his world championship against CM Punk. And if you're wondering why the cowboy wasn't on this episode of Dynamite, he tested positive for COVID. So let's take all our positive love and send it his way. Given that we had just announced this, Punk decided to get off commentary and started walking towards the ring. And he basically said, look, when I came back to AEW, I didn't know if I could do this anymore. Now I do know I can do it, so I'm going after the gold and I'm going to keep trying until the wheels come off. And I'll tell you, just between you and me, this made me feel all giddy-witty. I cannot wait. Quick interview with Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky, who promised that they will win back the TNT Championship later when it was time for the Blackball Combat Club. So once again, we have a formula with Dynamite. It kind of goes through all these boxes. And I'm totally fine with this. This week, they were facing the Nightmare Factory 2, including Nick Comarotto, my friend who likes to call me bald on Twitter. And you know the deal here. The BCC set their sights on their opponents and they killed him. To be fair, Nick was able to fight back on Wheeler Utah for a little bit. And this is when Aaron Solo and QT Martial got in there as well. But there was one problem here. Brian Danielson was waiting on the apron for the tag. And when he got it, he got in the ring. <laughs> Once again, he tried to kill him. I mean, he may as well have had a gun. He was so aggressive. And after he had dived onto the complete nightmare factory, he got Aaron Solo back in the ring. And he applied this label lock. And I was like, he's trying to rip his head off. That's it. He wants to take off his neck. QT realized how bad this was too. So he tried to make the save. But this is when John Moxie was like, nah, that's not happening. So he just dropped him on his head and chucked him out of the ring. Seriously. Who the hell is ever going to beat these guys? This left Wheels to square off against Comrade, which once again was cool because Nick is quite big, whereas Wheeler is not as big. But seriously, he basically beat the shit out of him and then did a variation of the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but it was far more specific and far more on point. And he got the win for his team again. So they are just climbing and climbing and climbing. And I have to presume within a few months are going to be the tag team champions. So if you like ultraviolence, we giving it up. Britt Baker, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter were then backstage kind of yelling at each other because, of course, they are all in the Owen Hart tournament and they all want to win. And as they're not allowed to fight, they're just going to scream instead. Ruby Soho also fits this bill, though, so she interrupted here. So it's 35 interruptions in AEW and 106 overall. She said, enough is enough, which I like very much, Lee. That was Owen Hart's whole line. Made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tongue tongue. Ruby also wanted to fight Hater, but she wasn't into that. So her and Britt Baker just ran off. And you have to presume that these four will probably get to the semifinals. And I tell you this, if I was going to pick one, I would choose Jamie Hater. Let's light the fire and send her off into space. We then jump to another promo, this time with the Jurassic Express. And after Jungle Boy admitted he wasn't happy being defeated last week, Christian turned to him and said, Listen, boy, 
You sound like a loser. He also challenged any of the top-ranked tag teams in AEW to challenge the Jurassic Express. This is when powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks interrupted. So that is 36 interruptions in AEW and 107 overall. And something is brewing here. I don't know exactly what it is. And when we were done, Luchasaurus went, ah, because he is a dinosaur. But turn on my intrigue button. Because obviously I'm intrigued. Our MJF portion of the show was next. And it's always just really flubby good. Maxwell and Sean Spears, as usual, in their skybox. As MJF was like, man, I hate you all. You absolutely suck. When Wardlow did his, well, I was going to say big entrance, but it's not a big entrance at all. There's no music. He's handcuffed. He's being treated like a criminal. His opponent was Lance Archer, though. So you already knew the deal here. This was going to be big men slapping man meat. And while we did do that, they were also flying around the ring like cruiserweights. I just sat there laughing because how the hell are they so agile? So even though it was like Godzilla versus King Kong with cannonballs and spears, one point there was a hurricane runner. And that was the noise I was making. <laughs> like an old man who's drinking his tea. Wardlow also tried to go for his powerbomb sympathy, but Lance was like, no, and he applied the claw, which is one of those moves that always makes me laugh. because It's like, oh no, my head, you're going to crush my skull. And then they were beating the crap out of each other to such a degree, they went tumbling over the top rope. It led to them smashing each other in the face, as well as Archer doing his tightrope walk moonsault thingy. He then hit a choke slam, but could only get a two count. So he hit the blackout, if you can believe it. That only got two as well. We are really pushing Wardlow. Lance Archer really shouldn't have done this, though, because all it did was piss off Wardlow. He did hit the powerbomb sympathy. And honestly, let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Lance Archer is a really big guy. And he hit four of these, four, and eventually pinned him. So this build has been great. I can't wait till we get to the pay-per-view. And we do MGF versus Wardlow because we've been waiting oh so long. Let me get back up straight. I'm giving it up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We needed some sports entertainment after this. And I tell you, things got heavy. The Jericho Appreciation Society was out as Angelo Parker told us all that even though Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz are about to walk out here, there is no fighting because AEW has agreed to suspend anybody who would do this. He also called us the AEW Galaxy. 
us having a good time. This is when their enemies did come out and Jericho straight up said, listen to me, you absolute buttholes. I would like an apology because I don't like how you've treated me. Naturally, instead, Kingston and co just flipped them off and that was quite funny. This is when Daniel Garcia was trying to wind them up because he knew if you do beat us up, you're going to be kicked out of company. Kingston didn't care about any of this though, including all the gubbins they're coming out with because he just wants a fight and he doesn't even care if it's five on three. This is when Jericho was like, you're a moron, you idiot. This is why you keep saying stupid stuff. You don't want that because we're going to put a hit out on you. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you put a hit out on someone, that means you want to kill them. So bring it down. There is the death threat counter. It rolls up to two. And then we have to move it up to three because Eddie got the microphone. He's like, oh man, you want to talk about hits? Where I'm from, that means putting somebody in the ground and we've done it before. And obviously this is when the cops turned up and they arrested him on suspicion of murder. Although that part didn't happen, but you have to imagine it's going to. We also have to bring down our Does Eddie Kingston Know Wrestling is a Work board? Because when he had the microphone in his hands and he was spitting fire, I just totally believed every single word that he said. I mean, at one point, Jericho was sat down on a chair and Eddie was just yelling at his face. I honestly thought he might, I don't know, rip his eyes out. So this whole thing is so damn intense that you can't help but be taken in by it. And surely it ends with a blood and guts match because what else are you going to do? Serious bravo to these teams though. They really have something here. And this is getting it up. Sammy Guevara was in a video where he called Scorpio Sky the least interesting person on the AEW roster. And this was such a crappy insult. Somehow it went full circle and was actually quite hard hitting when we were into the longest running feud in all of AEW. It was Serena D versus Sheena. It was also a street fight and fair play to these guys because they walloped the hell out of each other. I don't know whether they felt like they had a point to prove that they proved it and then some. And the only real disappointment is that in the first half, the crowd was really quiet. I mean, I guess they were tired, but come on. Sheena also marched out with a kendo stick and was waving it around like a crazy person. But it was the drop kick she gave to Sheena that knocked her out of the ring that made me go, oh, because it was super stiff. She was then going to go for her running knee off the chair, but instead Serena D stopped this and walloped her with a chair instead. And honestly, this is when things started to get freaky dicky. Because she was absolutely focused on Sheena's leg and was just destroying it with any weapon that she could do. When Sheena realized she was in trouble, so she threw Serena's head into a chair. Oh, is that? Yeah, that'll do it. This then led to more kendo stick shots before Dee once again used the chair. And because she was so viciously going after the leg, it honestly felt like it was done. This is when Sheila must have taken her phoenix down because she was back to her feet. She flew up to the top rope and she hit the falcon arrow. Somehow that only got two. She then tried to choke deep out using the kendo stick, which, yes, is trying to kill someone. I know we talk about it a lot, but it's true. And then this thing went nuts. I mean, there was pokes to the eyes. There was jackknives. There was a detox onto a chair, which just saw Sheila's face go smashing into the steel. And this is when we started to head to the finish. Because after going for the serenity lock and Sheeta getting to the rope, Serena Deeb was like, right, that's it. She took Sheeta's knee and she smashed it over and over again into a chair when she locked in the Texas Cloverleaf. So of course, Sheeta was totally screwed. The pain in her joint was too much. She did have to tap out. So not only does this mean Serena Deeb has beaten Sheeta, but surely now she's going to take on Thunder Rosa for the AEW World title. Straight up, I want to see that match. So I really didn't see this coming because it was quite the fight or a street fight, if you will. <laughs> I'm going to be fired up. We were then backstage with MGF once more and he was on full on tease mode. 
because he rang someone and said, hey, how would you like to come in for a one match in AEW? I'll pay you a bunch of money. And then told us that this guy is not only bigger than Wardlow, but also taller and you can't teach that. So while it's not confirmed, this has to be big cast and all of this is just becoming so cool. Especially because now, if you do get into a feud with MGF, he basically treats it like Mortal Kombat. You remember Mortal Kombat, where you had to go through fighter after fighter after fighter after fighter and go up the chain. And at the top, there used to be Goro, where in 2022, it is Maxwell Jacob Freeman. And I can't wait for this. I love it when random people just come out of nowhere to have a match in AEW, especially someone like Big Cass, because my word, he has been through it. This kind of feels like some kind of vindication. Not vindication, he's just doing really well. And then, sheesh, my poor man, Fuego Del Sol, got absolutely burnt. Because after calling out the House of Black for the last few weeks, the lights did go off. When they came back on, he was just lying on the rampway like he had been kidnapped. This is where Malachi Black and friends did walk out and they were gonna unmask him until thankfully it turned out Alex Abelhantes, or so we thought, was in the ring. That technically counts as an interruption too, so that is 37 in AEW and 108 overall. And he was all like, oh man, House of Black, you're a bunch of assholes. You've been coming after this, but look who I brought to the arena. And out came Pac and out came Penta, but also out came Alex Abrahantes. Because as it turned out, he'd been dressing like a vampire because they had this plan. And when we went back into the ring, who was actually under the hood? It was the returning Phoenix. I thought this was flubbing great. He then went nuts and tried to attack Buddy Matthews with a shovel. Because why wouldn't you? And the whole point of this is that the Death Triangle did get one over the House of Black. And it also means, what well, that was, we are very close to this trio's match. And I tell you, whatever show it appears on, it could probably steal the day. I'm so excited. And while this was all like spooky wookie, I enjoyed it a lot. They then announced that it was going to be Swerve Strickland versus Darby Allen to see who was going into the Owen Hart tournament. And I tell you, if you know their history, they're going to be crazy. And we had a quick interview here where Swerve was like, man, no, he's not my friend when it was time for the Undisputed Elite. And they were taking on Dante Martin, Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, and the Varsity Blondes. And I kind of sat there and thought, well, this is going to be crazy. This is going to be super nuts. Well, you know, it was to a point, I felt like there was another angle here. Now, it didn't go very long. And like I say, I think this was to establish the fact that Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, the man from the ocean and the Young Bucks have finally got on the same page. I mean, while there was a little bit of like, oh man, we can't get along. By the end of it, they felt like a unit, which makes me think something is on the cards. Our good guys were allowed a little bit of a flurry where they all hit dives. And honestly, when Dante Martin was doing his springboards, he gets so high, one day somehow in wrestling, I need to see him versus Montez Ford in a jump off. I mean, when we're all said and done, they'll probably end up on Jupiter. All of that was short-lived, though, because Nick Jackson got a hot tag. My word, he was doing all this crazy stuff. When they hit a four-way BTE trigger, Adam Cole came running in with the boom knee. He hit Johnson. He got the one, two, three. I don't want to say this was more subdued than I was expecting, but it was a little bit more subdued than I was expecting just because we were focusing on story. But look at me. I've got my interested face again. I want to know where this is going to go. I am giving it an up. We then went backstage where the Jericho Appreciation Society weren't just threatening to kill Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz. They were basically doing it. Because not only had they murked these three so bad they were on the ground, Jericho then blew a fireball 
into Eddie Kingston's face as if he was Dal Sim. So this is officially out of control. I actually went, what the flub are we doing? And it sounds to me like we need a double cage, blood gutty kind of match thing to calm this down. We quickly learned that Samoa Joe is gonna be taking on Trent for the Ring of Honor TV title, and I tell you, that will absolutely rock. And we found out that Diola Perazzo is gonna make her AEW debut. Is everybody spinning around like, ah, Excalibur, you have too much information for me. Well, it's time for our main event. It was also Sammy Guevara taking on Scorpio Sky in a ladder match for the TNT title. And I just love how much fun AEW is having with this championship. And also, this was absolutely obscene. Because they were throwing each other into Barry Barricade instantly and also doing suplexes on the rampway when they remembered, oh, hey, we can get a ladder, so they started to use it. The thing is, Sam decided he was going to do this Phoenix Splash and he went for it. And I don't know what happened here, but he basically landed right on his head. And I ain't kidding. Let's take the jokes whoop, and throw them over there. I actually thought he was dead. Now, everybody seems to be okay, but flub me sideways, my heart. Thankfully, he wasn't, so they hit the go button again. If you can believe it, Guevara was then going to go for that same cutter that he hit on Cody Rhodes, where he dives off the ropes and takes them off the ladder. And while he tried to do this, I'm doing my face palm hand thing again. Scorpio Sky reversed it into a cutter slash TKO thing. And honestly, it was genuinely brilliant and one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. We then revealed that we had a barbed wire ladder and I was like, someone's dad going, why do we need a barbed wire ladder? And after Scorpio Sky had put it in the ring, they ran at each other and Sammy hit a Spanish fly onto it. So yes, if you are keeping track, Scorpio Sky went head first into a barbed wire ladder. And we only just getting started. Because it soon got even more bonkers after Ty Conte kept getting involved and more power to her. Her facial expressions during this was brilliant. But given that she was in the ring with Dan Lambert, she kicked him so hard in the balls. If he wasn't wearing a cup, he no longer has testicles. This is when Paige Van Zandt ran out there and her and Conte started to have a big brawl. And just when it looked like American Top Team was on top, terrible thing to say, but I've said it now, they got booted in the face. Then Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara was trying to climb the ladder, but they had Paige Van Zandt and Ty Conte on their backs respectively. And I just did this. I was like, this is some crazy booking. Should also say that halfway through, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte just started making out like crazy people. So they are definitely heels. And the real fool you need to know about is when Sky and Sam were at the top and Scorpio pushed him off. Sammy Guevara went into that barbed wire ladder and honestly, this was a disgusting, disgusting bump. Somehow he still got to his feet because he saw that Scorpio Sky was about to grab the TNT Championship, so he ran up there. But by this point, he was basically a corpse. Scorpio punched him, and then much to the surprise of me, and I'm guessing people in the arena, he grabbed the title, and he became a two-time TNT champion, only what, like 12 days after he lost it. But seriously, the fact that the TNT Championship has now become a hot potato keeps me on my toes. And we've now established that if you ever do watch a TNT title match, you may think the other guy's not going to win, but you can't be sure. And planting these seeds are excellent when it comes to wrestling, even more so when your AEW world title barely ever changes hands. You need to go and watch this match. And it is getting it up. Which brought us to the end of AEW Dynamite. And I thought this was a tremendous show. It's a bit like a machine gun. It was like segment match, segment match. Brrrm. But every single one ticked my box. And I know I'm easy to please, but it's a great way to live your life. I'm giving it up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping. And 365 day returns.